All right, so we're switching things up today. So what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of We Got Next. There's so much that we're going to end up talking about. The first thing we're going to do, of course, is the usual housekeeping notes. One, make sure to listen to the spaces I do on Mondays. Another thing is I just finished recording the overview and recap of what the games were over the weekend. So that should come out tomorrow for everybody just to listen to that. Then later in the week, I'll dive deeper into position battles that I'm looking into and then also the sports betting component of it. Kind of going into the hot takes I personally didn't know this at first, Stephen. I don't know if you knew it, but yesterday was the anniversary of Kobe's 81 points. I I only knew that um, when I got, uh, when I saw that Embiid had 63 or something like that, um, and I turned on the game and they, they said it, um, which I'm surprised I didn't see it more on social media, uh, but then they said it. And uh, um, yeah, that was cool. I mean, Embiid had a good game and they they won. Unlike someone else who got sixty and was trying to stat pad and didn't work out that well, and they lost to the Hornets. So that's the big thing that I wanted to bring up for two different things. One, I thought it was the funniest thing ever when they said Joel Embiid dropped seventy, so Jalen Brown had to go drop seventy seven. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> saw that. But Luca, but... And if you don't know sports, you probably were confused. But that's Luca's number. But that was the thing I wanted to bring up. So the hot take we have for today is Embiid had 70 and Carl Anthony Towns had 65. And I text you, they did it in two different ways. Carl Anthony Towns had a good amount of threes, but he also, the numbers don't show what he was really doing. He was doing it foolishly. And that's why they benched him towards the end of the game. My man, like some of the shots he took, and I said this to someone, if he would have passed, they would have won. But he wanted to just like stat pad and get to 70. Whereas Joel Embiid, he only had one three. He only made one three. He was like one for two. It was all in the middle or like those elbow jump shots. And then everyone else was able to eat two. But you know damn well every single time you go up against Victor Wembanyama as a big man, you're like, we're taking him to town. Right. It's kind of like the small forwards back in the day when LeBron first came out. They said, we're taking him to town. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time they're going to be able to, because if you let Wemby become what we all think he can be, you're not going to be able to do this. He'll probably like, 70 at some point, probably. Then. Exactly. Because I remember you probably saw this when Kelly Oubre had to guard Victor Wembanyama. My <laughs> man was <laughs> like, yeah. And then that's also someone else tweet. Like, Embiid's seven feet tall. Yes. But it's like, you, you like, you know, you know that other dude's tall when you are seven feet tall. Yes. And you find someone bigger than you. Yes. That's why how Shaq felt when Yao Ming came in the league. Absolutely. Like, Damn, dude. Really? Yeah. And then and it's he, different. Yao Ming towers over Shaq. Towers. Yes. Yeah. And it's one of those things that Victor is a skinny seven foot five, seven foot six. So it makes you look even taller. Whereas Joel Embiid, he's been in the league a minute, so he started to bulk up. But even Victor Mbinyama, huh? He's like 290, isn't he? Something like that. Yeah. Victor Mbanyama was 10 for 19, 2 for 5 from 3. He wasn't terrible. Uh, no, so but like, no one's going to – I mean, obviously no one's going to remember that, right? Nope, because the other one went so much better. And, yeah, so Joel Embiid had 70, but also Tyrese Maxey had 18. If you were to look up the stats for the Timberwolves, you would notice that Anthony Edwards barely had points last game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the main thing over there. We'll dive in. I have a bunch of things that we'll talk about in the NBA – but the other thing I wanted to bring up, I just saw before we got on, 
Jair Alexander apparently put up a farewell message and they're like, we don't know if he's leaving. Listen, if y'all didn't think anything when he said, I'm about to make the coin toss decision on my own and go out there with the captains. Deuces <laughs> guy. Yeah. You're not, you do certain things. And one of the fun podcasts I'll tell at the end, of course, but Jeff Teague, he was saying like when he bumped LeBron that game, it was his last home game. So he was like, what do I have to lose? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just going to do it. You do certain things when you know your time is done. He was saying, he was saying like, you know, I was so far gone that I, yep. know, I don't care anymore. This it point. didn't even matter. Only yeah. in sports, dude. Only in sports. Because <laughs> I think you can't of- get away with it anywhere else. I could, I could put my two weeks on my, my two weeks notice in today, but like, I still got to perform for the next two weeks, basically. Like no matter what, like it doesn't matter if I'm going to bigger and better things. I still gotta gotta perform. I can't go yell at like my coworkers. I can't talk shit about them openly. I can't do all that stuff. Nope. Yeah. So no, you, that's we're also, we're also probably not gonna get that next job because they're gonna be like, no, he was a total douchebag the last two weeks and don't hire. So then I'm like, oh, then I'm stuck. No job. <laughs> Hell yeah, exactly. But with him, Jair Alexander, someone else about, you know what? Come on over here. Same thing with I think it's Miles Bridges. Is that the one on Charlotte? Yeah, I mean, yeah. All the- all the stuff that he did and phoenix is like come on i think we might want you after the season only in sports you can do whatever you want to do and then other people know what you did it's not one of those things of you're keeping on the low everyone knows what he did and like you know what we didn't see that come on come on over here so that's the other thing um just diving in really quickly into some finance things before we get into a lot of sports stuff Number one, I always talk about this and I have to bring it up again this week, but ticket prices. So looking at kind of the ticket prices for the game, one, thank you to any of the buyers that ended up purchasing the tickets Two, somebody ended up asking me, they were like, why aren't you going to go to the Ravens Chiefs game? Because that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, making over like a thousand dollars a ticket is a once in a lifetime opportunity, too. So I'm not turning this stuff down. But if you guys want to do that, go ahead. Then they said, hopefully you didn't sell it to any of the Taylor Swift fans. I got access in an interview and I said, I, look, I if they got the money for it, so be it. But that's a whole nother thing. I don't want to talk about Taylor Swift. Uh, Kansas City, Baltimore's ticket price is $566. That's on the low side. Detroit and San Francisco, the lowest price is $445. Crazy part is, and this should show you that in Detroit, yes, I'm calling you out Detroit, they were legit shooting those prices up because why in San Francisco, one of the most expensive markets there is, is the price only 445 right. But when it was Detroit Lions games, it was over six 700 for the lowest ticket. It makes no sense. So that's kind of the first thing I wanted to touch on. The next thing is a lot of markets are falling, but it always ends up happening this time of the year. Pay attention when we get into the fall because that's election time. And we all know during election time, Things will start to shoot up because no president wants to end up going into a re-election term and being like, well, the market fell when I was about to leave. You want to say, look what I did to the market. So it ends up shooting up. And the final thing I just want to end up touching on is anyone out there that does any type of crypto airdropping stuff, pay attention to that. Also, Magic Eden just came out with something today for Diamond Hand reward holders. So if you've been doing any NFT trading since 2021, you will start to get rewarded. And congrats to all the different ambassadors that are out there. Since I got that out the way, if you want to tune into the longer version, listen to that on Mondays. But first thing I want to bring up is Caitlin Clark. And the <laughs> for two different reasons. Okay, so for anyone that knows me, I do enjoy women's college basketball way more than WNBA. 
I just did it on a whim, maybe a month or two. I purchased one ticket to the Iowa against University of Maryland game. It was like $20, $30. I was like, cool. Then I got an email maybe a month later that said the game was sold out. Now I have a dilemma to make because the ticket was only $20, $25. Now you can resell that joint for like $180. And I'm like, how much do I want to see Caitlin Clark now? <laughs> Look, bro. <laughs> Keep going. Say what you're going to say. So the thing I wanted to bring up with you is I know you saw the video of Caitlin Clark and then I guess the social media person bumping into each other. What are your thoughts? Because depending on your angle, a person can think something different. Yeah, I mean, it was a flop on Caitlin Clark. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it didn't look like, and they had every single angle from. I don't know how they did everybody. that. Everybody, it was crazy. I don't know how they did um, it. It was um, like it looked like from all angles, neither one of them really saw each other coming until like the last possible second, mm -hmm. uh, or like the last half a step maybe. But in the real time one, from like up above, you see Caitlin Clark goes down, and you're like. Like me, the first your first reaction is like the fan attack player. Yeah, that's, yep. That's your, always your first reaction. Um, but then you watch the other replays, you slow it down, you go frame by frame. I mean, that was as dramatic as a flop as I've seen in a long time. She mm -hmm. bumped her, spinned her. It looked like Caitlin Clark extended her arms. Yes, like, yeah. As a reaction, like again, I didn't. It didn't look like she saw her coming. So it was probably like a you know you like if you hit me like i'm my like my arm's coming out so mm -hmm. maybe that's just reaction but it looked a lot worse when you slow it down like she was really trying to like forcefully get her off and then Caitlin clark spun around fell the ground like you know someone it, like jfk like just suddenly shot yep. her you know yeah down. and you would have thought she was done um mm -hmm. so everyone rushed around her ohio state people um iowa folks obviously got to her teammates got to her and like again you would have thought the, like the worst um mm -hmm. but all the other angles show differently and that showed that there was a, that was a flop and uh i don't know who's at fault because again they didn't really see each other coming um no last but like the the other person involved just like bounced off of her and like kept going into the crowd he did he yes, he... flailing all over the place so <laughs> look it doesn't tarnish her reputation as the best women's basketball player right now or some people say, you know, the Pistons are drafter, which I wouldn't be upset about it at this point. But yeah, it doesn't tarnish her, her legacy or anything like that. But um, it, it always happens like she's, I mean, bro, she was going sk like skyrocketing every yeah. time she touched the floor. Like she had the buzzer beater again, so I forget who it was um, like two weeks ago. Um, she had four. The legit one or the fake one? Yeah, she's uh, the legit one, which is the same game, right? Mm-hmm. Just uh, the TV sound was just completely messed up by like a good second. So anyway, but she's like, you know, going and going and going and going. Um, and then this happens, like a random, a random thing that like won't ever happen again, probably. But so it always happens to the top player. Something like this happens. And then you think, oh, my God, someone attacked Caitlin Clark and you slow down. Exactly. Like, oh, wait, the fuck was that? Yeah, fight. she likes you saw the spin and everything. But that's kind of the, the one thing. I don't exactly. So. The next <laughs> the next thing I want to end up going into is the NBA. Of course, we save everything NFL-wise to the end. A couple of things have happened in the NBA. First one, and I texted you this earlier, I guess I have to knock on wood because Anthony Davis has been one of the most healthiest players as of recent. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from when Charles used to call him street clothes. And now my man is legit. He doesn't get hurt like that. And Bro, people don't notice it. He's, and he's been really season. healthy. Yeah, 
He's played yeah. the most games in the last like 300 and some odd days, whatever it is. Yep. Like, he's exactly. played him and Jason Tatum has, have Jason Tatum have played the most games. And yeah. you also remember the incentive potentially for NBA this year with those guys, some guys not being eligible for postseason awards. You have to play X. What's the percentage? Seventy uh, or seventy-five. It's like sixty-five or seventy because oh, yeah. that's the whole John yeah. Morant thing. He wouldn't yeah. have been eligible. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably the incentive too to play games. And if you're healthy, like you know, and unfortunately, the Lakers need it right now because of where they are and how inconsistent they've been. They're still they're in the playing race right now. Um, I think an eight or nine seed, but it again, forty-four games in the season. I'm not concerned about the Lakers. Lakers in five. But AD is averaging 24.9, almost 25, 12, 12 boards, three assists, two and a half blocks. Uh, I think he's probably one of the lead leaders in that. Uh, 81% from the free throw line. Um, he's only taken one three game, which is his mm-hmm. lowest since 1.13 game, which is his lowest since his third year in the league. Um, That's crazy. Six, almost 17 shots a game, 55% from the field, 35 minutes game. He's played 42 of the 44 games. Like he's having a super, he's having an all NBA season. He's had yeah. monster games. He had a 40 and 20 game in the in the end season tournament. That doesn't count to this to the regular season, but like 40 and 20, bro. Like that's what I know. It is. Yeah. It's ah, it's I hate this conversation because it goes back to like I think he's probably like when everyone's healthy and playing at their best, I think he's like a top two, three player in the league. And people are like, well, without question. Yeah, people are like, well, he's not healthy. I'm like, that's not like that's not what I'm saying. Like when, <laughs> when, that's not what I'm saying. When guys are healthy and playing at their best. Like he is right now, he's he's one of the top five players in the league right now. Like and yeah. he's awesome. same with the same with LeBron, you know, Giannis, KD, all those guys are like the same boat. When they're playing at their best, Kawhi same way. When they're playing at their best, like there's not many players better than those guys. No, and I we don't have we're not gonna have time to do it, but we'll do it next week. The uh, um, Olympic player pool came out today. Yes, that's what I was gonna. We could talk about that next week. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah. we don't have any NFL games next week. So well technically we do, but we don't really have anything. Um other thing I wanted to bring up and it's funny. So next yeah next week I'll be going to a lot of different basketball games. Friday I'm supposed to go to the Wizard T game. Then Saturday I'm going to the Iowa against University of Maryland game. Funny part is I brought up the Heat against the Wizards game. Because the Heat just traded for Kerry Rozier in exchange for a 2027 first round pick and Kyle Lowry. If this does not tell you between this trade and we were talking about it, the Pascal Siakam trade of three first round picks, this shows you that they don't care about the draft and the college no, players. Twenty twenty seven. I mean that that pick's, that pick's gonna belong to three different teams in the next three years. Easily. So like yeah. it doesn't even matter. Like yeah. Unless you have like four or five picks, like OKC normally does in the first round, it doesn't matter because you're going to miss on them more likely it's, than not. It's, it's like it's a one in a million chance that it's one of those scenarios where like, remember where this pick came from? This came from that three year ago trade from Terry was here for <laughs> Kyle Lowry in in, in you know mid January. Matter developed into this like top five pick, and we got this player, and like there's nah, it's not gonna happen. No, so Terry's ear is going to the Heat. If you've listened to any of the OGs podcasts with Donis Haslam and Mike Miller, you know that Terry Rozier fits the Heat culture. And it's one of those I can't really explain, but when you hear how they talk about the gladiator type shit that goes on during practices and stuff, you're like, all right, Terry Rozier can end up fitting there. But the other part is, you're just bringing all these damn guards to the Charlotte Hornets. They're never going to be anything. There's another Carolina team we'll talk about later, but the Hornets are not going to be anything. 
I don't know when it'll happen, but it's not now. And the final thing that I wanted, well, two more. The other one is Adrian Griffin. So you could take this one on what's been going on and how Giannis was on the bench, like marking down stuff. So I won't get into the details of what I saw that I sent you, the second mm-hmm. text, because like, like, who knows that's even remotely close to the intro. Um, but it is it is making its rounds. I have seen it in multiple places now. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone can just obviously just go look to see what I'm talking about and just go search the whole situation if you're not familiar with it. But Adrian Griffin fired as a coach of the Bucks. They were 30 and 30 and 11, I think. 30 and 13. Um, which I saw people like, how can you fire someone? David Black got fired at 30 and 11 as well from the Cavs. So Mm -hmm. you know, you can be fired at any point. Only in sports can you do like be doing really, really well at your job and do what you're supposed to be doing and like winning game as a coach. And get fired. So that's one of the downsides of that. Um, But then, like, everyone was kind of making jokes about it. And Giannis, like, you know, the jokes were that uh, Griffin was talking shit about Thanasis and the only way he's on the team. He's just like, it's, 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 he's he's committing fraud because he's just stealing money from the league and he's not really like, he shouldn't be on the team. But Giannis is there, so he's going to be on the team. Um, So there was like that aspect, which I, can imagine that some of that is true. Giannis is pretty true to his 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 his, his brothers, obviously. So mm-hmm. I imagine he would probably get upset about that. Um, but it just seemed like I I saw a bunch of like I don't watch Bucks games when they're on TV. Like I'll probably watch them every now and then. But I saw some videos like they seemed like they were button heads on the on the bench. But the Bucks are having a great season, so it's like that doesn't that doesn't happen unless there's something more to it and there's more going on and the, like there's a lot of frustration. They're not as good as people maybe thought they were going to be, which like you and I talked about initially, like that trade for Drew Holiday. I mean, for Damian Lillard, getting rid of Drew Holiday. That's a huge impact, man. Like that, like he's a much overall better player than Dame. Probably not, but like defensively, yeah, leaps and bounds better than Damian Lillard. So there was that aspect of it. And, you know, what I texted you and and what I saw, like if that is true, which again, people can just go, search on, on twitter mm-hmm. um that would uh, yeah i mean that would probably constitute as a reason why he got fired not because like they suck because they don't it's not like first of all if like he's getting fired at 30 and 11 and monty williams still has a job i don't know what to tell you about how that works um mm-hmm. they would owe monty williams like a shit ton of money like they paid him 70 million dollars to become a coach but anyway i digress from that um yeah, the, the Bucks situation, it's weird because, like, they're doing really well and they're second in the East right now, and Giannis is having a really dope season. But, like, there's definitely some player-coach issues going on and then maybe some off-the-court stuff, which we can talk about this at another time. I think outside of, like, a couple teams, we should get rid of head coaches, just have a couple assistants, and just have player coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, like, <clears throat> Darvin Ham hasn't taken his hands out of his pocket in the first 44 games of the season. Nope. I, I, for, I forgot Jason Kidd was a coach of the Mavs. I haven't seen him done shit in two yeah, years, three years, whatever it's been. Like, Spo, you know, Coach Eric Spolstra, I mean, yeah, the Heat probably, probably wouldn't be as good about him, obviously. But that there's, like, only a couple of those coaches. I'd much rather just get rid of coaches and just have player coaches. Bill Russell did in the 60s and won, like, a billion championships. So, like, yeah. it can be done. And there's, like, dude, like do those guys really need those coaches? Like, do you think LeBron? You're has, getting your boss fired. Where else do you think, can you yeah, do you think LeBron has listened to anything his coaches have said over the last 20 years? Maybe yeah. like the first couple of seasons. Outside of that, no. 
Like those, like Luca, LeBron, Durant, Steph, all those guys, like they are coaches on the floor. Like, like so, just get rid of the coaches and have player coaches. That's my, so, my hot take. Yeah, that's my thing because when you for LeBron, he's played against Darvin Ham. You're yeah. playing against these players well, that and, were not and, always starters. The other thing is, what does what does Darvin Ham know that LeBron doesn't know about basketball? Exactly. Nothing. The exactly. same thing with like Steph, like Durant, all those guys. What did their coaches know? Like there was a oh on the OG's podcast, Billy Donovan was was on, who coached um Mike Miller and and Udonis Hasen by Florida. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So he was on and they asked, like, what was like the biggest difference going from college to the pros? And he's like, I had to listen to like guys like Durant and Westbrook, because that's where he went, was the Thunder. He's like, I had to listen to those guys because I knew nothing about like the game of basketball like they do. Bro, you just you just outed every coach that's ever coached in, in the history of sports. Do like, you, like, you think Bill Belichick knew more about being quarterback than Tom Brady? Like, like these coaches are legendary coaches. Like, do you think it's just like it's great? What is yeah, what does Darvin him know about basketball that LeBron doesn't know? Like and every team has that guy outside, maybe like the Pistons and the the, the Bobcats, whatever. But I mean, the, the Bobcats, that's how bad they are. I was yeah, no, the, the, Bobcats, Hornets. the Hornets. But like, that's that's my hot take. You just get rid of the coaches. You don't really need it. It's a waste of money, too. Only in sports. Yeah. Only in sports. Because I'm like, it, the example you just gave, Darvin Ham becoming LeBron's boss, is similar to like somebody that was under you or at a lower level than you that becomes your manager. And then you have to listen to them. Yeah. And what they yeah. say. Only in sports. So the other thing, speaking of Darvin Ham, I'll segue to a player on the team. D'Angelo Russell, of course, they're making a lot about was he crying? Was he not? Is he going to get traded? All this, that, and the other. But the names that you see that are linked, for starters, a lot of those are just words that are out there that either agents spark out to see if they can end up bringing up more awareness or a more of a market for their players. Like DeJounte Murray's one, Trey Young is one, Don- Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's not going to LA. I can assure you of that. Trey Young is not going to LA. I can assure you of that. No. At the rate Pascal Siakam got three first round picks, you're going to need damn near five to 10 yeah. for Donovan Mitchell or Trey Young. So and, you're better and, off in trading everybody but LeBron and AD. Exactly. So you're in the same situation you just tried to get yourself out of with you traded all these picks away, traded all your players. Who do you have? Dude, the Lakers are fine. Like, yeah. They have LeBron and AD. Like, it's like they're they're good, dude. Like they're like the Lakers are gonna be fine. They have mm-hmm. they just haven't been healthy all season. And teams go through. Look at the Suns. They haven't had Bradley Beal for like the entire season. And now they're and they got him back. And you see what they can do. Like they're they're gonna be fine. It's forty four games in the season of an eighty two game schedule. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Final NBA. Fine. Final NBA thing that I want to bring up is Tristan Thompson is suspended for twenty five games. <sighs> That's the most random thing I would have ever thought to hear. And we didn't need to know that, you know? No. (laughs) Also, he's playing the Udonis Haslam, like, Andre Iguodala role. Why are you doing anything? You have nothing. This is definitely one of those those moments where you're like, oh, he's still still in the league. Yeah. Cool. 25 games. Also, again, only in sports can you literally do – Udonis Haslam (laughs) played, like, 10 minutes in the last three seasons. He was getting, like, $6 million a year. Mm-hmm. Only in sports can you sit at the end of the bench, do jack shit, yeah. get, get all the money. And, like, look at your career numbers, dude. Like, you know, 10 – like, bro, come on. And this exactly. man's getting his jersey retired? <laughs> exactly. Come on. 
That's what I'm saying. So now I want to go to something else only in sports. We're going to go to the NFL before we do the picks. I want to go over the coaches and then also Von Miller. So I know you heard the stats. Von Miller had zero sacks and got paid $14, $15 million. That's essentially you having a job, you telling them, all right, I'm going to give effort, but I don't know if I'm going to secure anything. It's a lifetime contract. Just basically just like, all right, like maybe if you get one sack for us and it's in in the playoffs or it's like, you know, to win the game. Sure. That's fine. Yes. That much money to not do any of that. Oh God. To not get a sack. So you're telling me he's going to come back next year. No, you just, there's no need to have him at that point. Vaughn's run his time too. Of course he had his stuff that went on, but that's one thing. There's a lot of coaching stuff that came up. The one I really care about is Dan Morgan is actually now the GM of the Panthers. What pisses me off about this is, Teams that suck will continue to suck, and the teams that are good will continue to be good because why are you going to hire a person from inside the organization for an organization that is not good? So what is he going to help the organization do better that they have already not done good? Yeah, it's like it's like you, like the Lakers bringing in Darvin Ham. Like, like what what is it? What element is he going to bring? What is he, yes. he going to do? Yeah. So that was one thing. The other thing is. Pretty sure his name was Tom Palesco is now going to be the Raiders GM, which segues into Antonio Pierce becoming the head coach, which was a solid hire. And it just shows you he was a player's coach, too, because Max Grobsey was like, if y'all don't hire him, I'm I'm out. Yeah, I'm gone. Yeah. And, you know, he would find a way to make sure he was out of there. But Brian Callahan is now the Titans head coach. They were like, what did he really do? For the Bengals, because Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor really ran that organization. It's just going to be a clean house. I can see probably um, Derrick Henry not being there next year. Potentially, of course, he already said his goodbyes. Then, do you think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be there next year? Who knows? Um, then going into another one, which I don't think this makes a difference in the world. But Ryan Nielsen is now the defensive coordinator for the Jaguars. For starters, the Jaguars, you will never be good in my book ever again. But two. I don't think this really matters. Like it really doesn't matter. The Texans now run that division. So yes. I'm right. I'm sorry. Also, you guys need to stop sending me all these damn emails about yeah. this type of shit because I don't care about your team anymore. Um, but that's all the different things that have happened. I'm pretty sure after this week we'll probably hear one or two more things, but then after the Super Bowl, it's when we'll hear about all the injuries that have happened this season, all the different coaching stuff that has happened, and maybe another day in life we will get into the Jay Gruden. And RG3 stuff because that was some stuff. And then Will Compton saying, let me go jump in there too. Yeah. That's crazy. But final part, then we'll get into the picks. I don't know if you've watched Julian Edelman's uh, podcast that he has. Uh, So it's so many of them. That's why I love the clips that they put out because Julian Edelman had Danny Amendola on it. For starters, Danny Amendola is the most regular person you will ever meet. Like he just does his job it's not like a football name so like no you wouldn't assume that he's like football guy no but they were talking about different plays they remember all the plays that they did everything from the super bowl everything out routes when they're supposed to make a cut when they fell and they know each other's play too that's all they did for fucking you know 15 yes like for you to say that's almost like us being at work and then saying, do you remember back in 2016 when we were in the back of the warehouse and we <laughs> up the ladder and then you were supposed to get the box on the left, but you got the box on the right. That's <laughs> legit what Julian Edelman and Damian Mandola did when they said, do you remember when you ran your route and then you end up slipping and falling and then you got back up and then you caught it. And Damian Mandola was like, I really almost thought I dropped that. 
And then also that's when Brady ended up telling me we got it. And I'm like, you remember all of this. Everything. So when the sack happened, you didn't know if that was really going to happen. Then they asked each other's thoughts when it was 28 to three going into half. And Julian Manoa was like, we weren't really worried. And I'm just like, if you were not worried, that is terrible for the other team. Like that means they didn't care. No. So they that's the big they thing. There's, there's so many different podcasts that are out there. Mad props to all the players that are doing this because I love hearing the stories. And then the other thing that I love hearing, I don't know if you listen to the CW network. I guess they have that inside the NFL when they talk about, they have the voice audio of the players on the field. Yes. Love that type of stuff. Yes. But yeah. you know, they edit it. Cause I promise you, they're not saying everything. Roquan no. Smith or no, Patrick God, Lee no. is saying Jesus. it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I saw a tweet that like every linebacker is crazy. Like, as a borderline crazy person. And they went going through like Lawrence Timmons, Ray Lewis, you know, Brian Erlach, all these guys. Like, it's like, yeah, you have to be, you got to be a completely crazy person to yes. want to play that position. Your job is to get paid to hit somebody. As hard as you possibly can. As hard as you possibly can. There's other positions where that's not your job. That's the only specific position where your job is to hit the other person mm -hmm. as hard as you can. The D-line, yes, but you're trying to just get to the quarterback. Yeah. Safeties, cornerbacks, you're trying to stop the ball. Linebacker. Nowhere else are you trying to just hit the other person as hard as you can. So going into the games for this week, of course, it is going to be the Baltimore Ravens against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then on the other side, we have Detroit Lions against the 49ers. The Ravens-Chiefs game is at 3 p.m. on CBS. Detroit Lions against the 49ers game is at 6.30 p.m. on Fox. Both games are on Sunday. There are no Peacock games. There are no Amazon Prime games. This is straight TV games, so anybody can watch this. But who you got in the Chiefs and Ravens game, and who do you think is going to be an X factor in the game? Okay, I got the Chiefs. Okay. If, if anyone, like, and I, who, who, who are you picking? You should know how I always think. Are you, are, you, are you picking the Ravens? No, I got to pick the Chiefs, remember. Okay, okay. So, if, if, if anyone outside the city of Baltimore is picking the Ravens, then that just tells me you haven't watched football over the last five seasons. Because, mm -hmm. like, also, I was getting bombarded with texts and tweets about my hatred for Lamar Jackson, which I don't hate Lamar Jackson. No. I, I've acknowledged, and you can watch the tape on episodes that we've done multiple times, I've acknowledged how great he is. I've acknowledged that he's an elite quarterback. He's a top five player in the league. When he's healthy, closer to one than five, right? He's MVP. He's like he's what Michael Vick, what we all want Michael Vick to be. And that's why it's great. And he's can't game plan for him. Very unique player. But I can also acknowledge all that and still say that he's dog shit in the playoffs. Which mm -hmm. look, one game isn't going to erase the couple the, the the previous things. It, it doesn't work that way. So yeah, you had a great game against the Texans. Dope game. Look, that team looks unbeatable, to be honest with you. My cousin was at the game, and he said it looks like the best football team he's seen in a very long time. So, but who am I going to pick over the Ravens to, to do this? The Chiefs. Why? The they have Patrick Mahomes. They have the best quarterback in the league. They've done it twice. They've been at three Super Bowls. It's six straight conference title games. That is unbelievable. Yeah. People, oh, they're, they're losing Tyree Kill. What are they going to do? That doesn't matter. They have Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't. None of that matters. Kelsey, you know, he's been down sometimes. But they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like, until proven otherwise, and this is like a huge game. It, until proven otherwise, I'm not picking against the Chiefs. Like, even like late in Brady's career, until proven otherwise, I do the same thing with like the Lakers and LeBron. It doesn't matter, dude. I've seen them do it multiple times. 
LeBron took them to the conference finals last year. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it, like it's it it's crazy that people are pick- I get why they're picking the Ravens because they've been probably the best team all season. They look very unbeatable and they have Lamar Jackson defense is um, unbelievable. They have the best kicker in the league. They have all they have all the like the pieces. They have coaching, they have all the pieces. It's at home. I get it, but like I don't get it. Because like Patrick Mahomes, if there's anyone that can go in there, if it was the Bills, I probably would pick the Ravens. But it's the Chiefs, and they've been doing it for they did it for six straight years. So like mm-hmm. I'm not like, until proven otherwise, not paying against them. So unfortunately, as well, I will be at the airport in Fort Lauderdale coming home on Sunday during that game, which Dang. sucks, 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 sucks. I hate it, Dang. but I will obviously find a way to watch the entire game. Um, picking the Ravens or picking the Chiefs in that game, I'm gonna say 27-23. Okay, um, and. I'm going to pick the Lions against the Niners. I'm going to go wow. I'm going to go 31 uh 31 26. I think wow. uh, I think Jared Goff does it in the end and they it's not even an upset. That's not even an upset. It should be an upset, right? I know the Niners are good, yeah. but like the Lions are also really good. So, picking the Lions in that one. So, Lions and the Chiefs in the not scripted NFL Super Bowl. Yeah, that's kind of another big thing. The first thing I want to bring up in terms of the Ravens Chiefs game the Ravens did not have a sack last game. And that's a huge thing because you cannot go. No, they did not. I was just reviewing all of this stuff. Wow. And surprising there were no turnovers. Yeah. It was just, they had three tackles for loss. Two of them were by, I think Patrick, uh, Roquan Smith. Hmm. But yeah, there were no sacks. Wow. They had four pass deflections and five quarterback hits. But they didn't sack them. You cannot give up and do zero sacks again to the Chiefs. You have to get to Patrick Mahomes for you to have a chance. The other thing is, you have to replicate what you just did in the running game. For you to have over 200-plus rushing yards, you have to do that. And what I was just saying earlier, why does nobody know how to guard Travis Kelsey? He had two touchdowns against the Bills. All you have to do, I would rather you have anyone else beat you than Travis Kelsey, because no one else can prove it to you. Rasheed Rice is coming along, but one of your different cornerbacks should be able to do something. Kyle Hamilton or someone focus on Travis Kelsey and then Patrick Mahomes and everyone else should be second. I think, I think they're going to, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Kyle Hamilton, he's got the height, he's, he's physical, you know, one of those linebackers is going to rough him up when he gets off the line. I, I you know, I, I'm like, am I worried about them not using Travis Kelsey the right way? No, it's going to take a couple drives. Andy Reid will settle in and they'll be fine. Like even if it's short intermediate passes, fine. Don't worry about going deep. Just get, make it break down the game, make, make it methodical and move down the field and, you know, get, get Isaiah Pacheco going, who I probably would be, will be an X factor. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But then like, you know, look at the, 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 the chief's defense, Chris Jones is going to have to have a, you know, hall of fame day up front yes. and someone's going to have to spy Lamar, which is not going to be easy because that'll leave the receivers open and, you know, we can go down the X's nose route, but um, I think it's gonna be a great game. Which I just hate to have to be at the airport for this. Oh god! I know. I made sure I cleared everything out of my schedule for this one game. I didn't I even like. I didn't even think about it. Honestly, like wasn't even, wasn't even concerned about it. And I was like, I asked my but wife. They made I'm, this the early game because it's. I'm guessing because it's in San Fran, and I think it's already. I think it's already determined to be the the time slots. Um, yeah. Which is annoying, but I asked my wife. I was like, can I stay? Or come home early that day. Can I switch my flight and like <laughs> work around that three o'clock? Because like I'll see the first beginning part of the game, but then like I'm gonna be boarding the flight and taking off and like being like that weird no Wi-Fi zone 
for like the last probably like five minutes, six minutes of the game potentially. And like, if it's a great game, then like, <laughs> I know that I, I know that's really how it is. Other one, Lions 49ers for my personal investments, I would say the Lions, <laughs> but I think that the 49ers are going to find some way to squeak it out. Uh, this is probably one of their chances to do it because I know the NFC is probably going to get better. Who really knows? But 49ers should be able to do it. Another should. stat I was looking up, yeah, should. All they need to focus in on. So the 49ers didn't have a great game at all against mm -hmm. the Packers. Um, something that they're going to need to focus in on. The Lions only really passed the two players. Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta. If you can find a way to stop those two, you have a good chance. But also with that, the running game, last week the Packers rushed for over 100 yards. And that was a big reason why they almost won the game. Mm -hmm. If you can do that with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, you do have a chance. The weather should be fine. Yeah, you might have some rain, but so what? That's okay. So I'm going with the 49ers in that one. What do you have for everyone? Uh, shout out to two NFL um, players. Shout out to, T sorry, to JJ Watt for the inspiration for me buying the shirt. Okay. I saw him on the Pat McAfee show. And anyone who knows uh, A, anything about me, or B, anything about good movies, you recognize the shirt, the T.C. Williams Titans. Uh, remember the Titans? Um, I saw him wearing it on the McAfee show, ordered it on the spot. Um, mm -hmm. 20 bucks on Amazon. Shout out. Um, the other shout out is to uh, Jason Kelsey who mm. um, was having the time of his life, right? And McAfee picked up on this as well as, as well as I did when I first saw it. I don't, did you see like, did you see all of it? Like, like every angle, like from like right in front of it when he jumped yeah. out? That was, like, yes. that was like a good, like five feet, maybe give or take. Yes. And he's 6'2", 6'3", like 285, 290, full of beers, just not giving a fuck. And mm. my man just pulls himself, like leaps up like, like that. Jumped out like it was nothing and then just jumped back up like a damn grizzly bear. And yes. it's like no problem. Sweats, Tim's, not even laced up Tim's and full yeah. of beer and just pulled himself up, up like that. So Matthew was like, you know, not there's not every NFL athlete can do that. No. And is, you know, 6'2, 6'3, 290, and just, oh, just an animal. Again, probably BAC is probably like three times the legal limit. No laced up Tim's, sweats on, shirtless. Yeah, shout out to Jason Kelsey, dude. It's cool when he does it, but when I do shit at Penn State games and act out like that, it's different. You know, it's different. Only in sports, dude. Only in sports. Only in sports. Uh, my only thing for everyone is we might have a big announcement next week. Also, hopefully Kodak Black is at the game so he can just rub it in Taylor Swift's face. Yeah. Until next time, we out. Deuces.